Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Man's Pursuit podcast with me, Garth Chew, and Simon Parrott. Hello everyone. We are back doing this remotely today. Uh, life has just got in the way of getting to the studio both this week and last week, so apologies for not sharing a podcast last week. This week, again, we couldn't get to the studio because of work and family commitments. We've decided to do it back online. Next week though, to round off 2022, we're going to be doing a, an episode in the studio, looking ahead to our plans for 2023. We're just putting the finishing touches to our program. We've been talking about this for three or four months now, but we are launching something in the new year, so that's super exciting. Uh, but today, in the uh, getting in the festive mood, we're going to talk about Christmas um, and, the and what we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure some people can imagine where this conversation might go. Um, <laughs> But I think you know it's good just to have an open and honest conversation. I think about this because I think a lot of people will share our views. Yeah. Uh, it's a funny time of year, and I don't want to be overly negative because there's lots of things I love about Christmas. So why don't we start there? Like, what do you actually like about Christmas? I think the first thing is obviously family time. Every year, you know, my Christmas has been. I've got a massive family, loads of cousins, uncles, aunties. We all get together. You know, that's usually fueled by food and drink, <laughs> which I've also in the past really enjoyed having a drink, to be honest, with the family. It's a good celebration. And the food, the food is the best. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've always really enjoyed Christmas. You know, like the, the real value behind Christmas. Uh, I am a bit of a Scrooge when it comes to what Christmas is seen to be about. I do get called a Scrooge a lot. But yeah, family same. time, food, celebrations with the people that matter. You know, it's, it's a, it is a lovely time. It is a lovely time. People seem to be in a really good frame of mind because, you know, it's, it's about all those things and, and they're off work, no pressure on them. And yeah. Yeah, I think... I'm the same. I think I've I've, I've got a five year old now and a one and a half year old. So the five year old's right in the thick of you know the best times. Um, and yeah, I look back to that age and it was it was a magical time. Like that feeling, um, you know, I was lucky enough to be in a house where we did get presents and things like that, and, and it was exciting. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, so, but there is a part of me that worries a little bit about the over-commercialization of Christmas. But in terms of what I enjoy, obviously kids are excited. That's nice. Um, everyone seems to be in a festive spirit. Um, there's a bit of a f- better feel around the community. People are saying hello to each other. Maybe they're outside Tesco's collecting money for charity, whatever it might be. So there's a, a general good feel. And obviously you make time for your friends and your family. And like you, you know, I love eating food and... Um, Used to like getting on the piss, but I won't be able to drink this Christmas. Um, so, so I think there's lots of benefits of it, but I think at the same time, I think the bulk of this conversation is going to be around bringing some awareness to some of the issues around Christmas. Yeah, but I'd like, I'd, I'd like, from, to, I'd yeah. like to, to talk about there what you said that festive spirit, because as you say, that is. It's it's huge around Christmas time that everybody is just so much more friendly, so much more together. It's like there's like a, a rebirth of community. You know, every, as you say, everyone's saying hello to each other, walking down the street. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas. And I just think, why have we not got that just all the time? 
Because I love that. I do love that about Christmas. How everybody's so happy, so nice to one another. And it does just happen, doesn't it? Every Christmas. Every Christmas. And then you get to January and everyone's just... (laughs) Fuck off. <laughs> in the street, doesn't even look at you in the eye, you know, or no one in the shops is saying, have a good day. It is strange. Yeah. You know, and why can't we do that all the time? It's interesting. It's conditioning, isn't it? I think so. And I think, yeah. and Does it have know, something to do with it, the fact that everybody's off work? It's off. I think, I think that's what it is. I think... It, it probably brings us back to some of the recent episodes about like natural living. Are we just so detached from our, you know, what's actually truly valuable to us that when we get the opportunity in the holidays, because it is really one of the only times everybody's off pretty yeah. much in the year, probably the only time. So you're off work and you're with your family. That's your, your natural state yeah. in many ways. And so people are just feeling happy about that. And therefore, the whole general mood of the populace is a positive one. Just so much better. So much better. And that should tell us so much, shouldn't it? That we are communal. You know, we belong in those communities often together all the time. Not overworking, not overstressed, you know. 100%. And I think that's ultimately what people enjoy is it's about being around friends and family and, and not going to work. But... That'll probably then lead into some of the issues. So just starting from, say, a man's perspective, before we get into like moaning about commercialization and things <laughs> like that. On the flip side of what you just said, a big issue, I think, is that it's it's gluttonous Christmas, isn't it? So like, yes, it's nice to enjoy Christmas dinner and all the food and the different treats, but so many people get to Christmas and just, they lie on the couch and do fuck all and just consume so much food and drink that by the time you get to January, it's like doing drugs and going high and coming back, crashing down to earth because, you know, you've spent all the money and then you've put on half a stone. You feel like shit. And I just don't understand why people do that bit. Yeah. Like being off work's a great chance to get, go out for a walk every morning, you know, get some exercise in enjoy food but don't go too much and if I look at myself in the past I just saw Christmas as a chance to drink every day (laughs) lots of ale eat so much and you know what it's like on Christmas day you used to get to the end day everyone in your family's there with like jeans undone (laughs) and it's just like why why are we doing that to ourselves you know it's been funny in the gym like the general theme of conversation is how much they're gonna eat over Christmas (laughs) They're like, you know, I better get these sessions in because I'm going to be stuffing my face over Christmas. <laughs> I just think, ah, yeah. oh, it's a strange... That's yeah. just something I don't get. Like, the other week someone said to me, um, oh, you know, trying to be good in the lead up to Christmas and, that, and then Christmas. And then we're doing Banuary, no drink, no sugar for a month. And it's just like, no, that is not... You know, just exercise some moderation. Like, enjoy yeah. Christmas Day. Go, go nuts for that day. Yeah. But do a bit of exercise, you know, don't take a few days off the piss. Because, you know, as you get older and older, that stone you put on in two weeks is going to get harder and harder to get off. And what's it doing to your body when you then try and deprive yourself in January? The days are short, it's dark when you go to work, it's dark when you come home. You know, it's a long year ahead of you and it's all just really depressing. Yeah, Because you've just 
done that to yourself. Yeah, I think January, you know, the whole thing around January blues, the mental health crisis after Christmas for numerous reasons, but that being right up there as as one of the main ones, people have put so much weight on, they feel lethargic, they feel like shit, the mindset is in the bin, like absolutely in the bin. And why would you want to start? You know, if we talk about the year in quarters, you know, quarter one being the start of your year, why do you want to start on that sort of foot? You know, why would you do it to yourself? But yeah. what about them tubs of celebrations and quality street, mate? They're like a, <laughs> they're a full tub. I've seen people go through a full one. In a couple of days. It's just mad, isn't it? You know people who buy, they buy quality street for Christmas, but it's gone by like the 19th of December. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, so I think on that point, if you're listening to this and you're resonating with it, as you go into Christmas, you know, exercise some self-control, put some parameters in place where it's like, I'm going to exercise every day. I'm not going to lie in late or go to bed dead late. I'm going to try and maintain a steady schedule. I'm going to enjoy the food, but not overindulge. Yeah. Because the impact that has on you once New Year is boxed off mentally. God, I used to go back to work in January, fucking depressed, you know, and, and there's the other side of the mental health thing, which is people, again, going beyond their means to try and buy the kids toys. And so you, you, you're you out of pocket, you're a fat bastard. You know, that's no way to start the year, is it? No, no. As um, you say, you've led into our next one really there, which is the the pressure financially <laughs> for a lot of people. It's huge. You know, yeah. I have felt it this year a little bit just because I've got Hugo this year. So I don't usually do presents. It's just me and my dad have never really believed in Christmas after I was about 14. It was almost just a mutual agreement, right? We're not doing presents, right? Sound, you know, and I've just cracked on through life since, but, you know, having a little baby now and him a little bit excited about, he knows something's going on. You do tend to spend a bit more than you might have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a few things to explore there. I think one is, yeah, the the pressure of the marketing machine and your kids going to school and being around other people who are, you know, there was always that kid who got loads of stuff at Christmas that you were envious of. Um, put so much pressure on parents. Yeah. And then, you know, one of our big principles that, we're, that we've defined is leading with courage. And that might be the fact that you, you know, you're getting your presence off Facebook Marketplace if you have to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or you're exchanging stuff with people. Because, yeah, if you're putting yourself in a bad financial situation, just to buy these material things for your kids, you're not doing anyone any favors. Yeah. Um, I also worry about what is the long-term effect of making your kids think that it's all about the presence and that these <laughs> things are going to make you happy. I was just talking to my missus about it before, cause she's now wrapping up a shed load of presents for the kids um, next door. And you know, what, what is the impact of making your kids think that it's all about presence and that the presence is what's going to make them happy. Yeah. How does that impact you in later life? Because we talked about it on previous two episodes. People have a big problem with chasing money so they can buy things that they think are going to make them happy. Is that to do with stuff like Christmas and the fantasy of Father Christmas? Or is it just the media and marketing machine in general? Yeah. I also think the sheer volume of presents that children get 
you know, how, how do they, how are they supposed to learn gratitude when they get so much, you know, like you think you buy them presents, then the, all your family will buy them presents. Then some of your friends will buy them presents. It's, it, you know, I think Hugo yeah. may be overwhelmed, mate, this, this Christmas when he sees it yeah. all in front of him. And what impact is oh, that having yeah. on the fact, how can they be grateful? Do they understand gratitude? Like, I remember when my eldest was about two and yeah, first grandchild on both sides of the family. So our presents, both grandparents buying presents, aunties and uncles. And I remember at the end of Christmas day, she was just, everyone was just shoving presents in her face and she was just completely overwhelmed. Like didn't know where to look. I think ended up playing more with like the boxes and wrapping paper than the presents themselves. And then you bring it all home and you've got all this fucking clutter just clogging up your house and all the packaging and wastage that creates. And like you say, how do you exercise gratitude? Because I remember being a kid, my mum loves Christmas and it was all about stocking fillers. And eventually I said to mum, you've got to stop buying me like tins of chocolate worms (laughs) And, (laughs) and just, you know, plastic shite that, ultimately is never going to get used. Yeah. You know, because I think, I think it's great to, to get presents and be excited about it. But like you say, that volume, you can't, you, you're not grateful for that. No. Well, it's that and then the wastage. Say, I, yeah. It's the wastage that comes yeah. alongside it, like you've just mentioned. Where does it all go? You know, where does it all go? I'd love to see the queue at the tip on the first Saturday and Sunday in January because yeah. can guarantee, mate, people will just be chucking yeah. things away because people have just... Giving each other shit. Yeah. And it's not just all the packaging. Some people actually be throwing stuff away themselves or even old toys that they're making room for. Like we've just had a big clear out, gone to the charity shop. But ultimately, you know, I go in Smith's toy shop, get dragged there sometimes, and I look at the 20-foot high shelves full of plastic. All of that has to end up somewhere. Yeah. You know, doesn't it? Like. Yeah. It's it's made, it's plastic, it's hard plastic, it's not recyclable. Where is that going in the end? And we're just pumping out more of this shite. I went to a garden centre the week to get our Christmas tree and it was just full of these little plastic shitty ornaments. Like, where does it all end up? And so I actually think the whole narrative needs to change around Christmas to yeah. focus more on those family things and only, you know, you're not going to change the world, so focus on yourself, I guess. Yeah. But it, it's a battle. Um when other people around you maybe don't share the same the same values and they just want to make Christmas as good as or, you know as good as they think it can be for, yeah. the, for the children and I do get that so, I do I do get that you know I, I get it but is that really the way that we should be showing our children how much we love them <laughs> by buying them a shit ton of presents you know it's not for me yeah. you know my perspective is that's He'll get one present from me and then I will shower him with love in loads of other ways. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's going to be older, like, sounding like my granddad. Like, when I was young, <laughs> yeah. I only got an orange and a tangerine and, hey, a, and a ruler. When I was 13, my dad sat me down and he said, right, son, this year we're not doing any presents. We're just going to give all our money to charity. And I can remember... <laughs> My initial thought was, fuck, <laughs> you know, I was gutted, but then, you know, I came, I, I came round to the idea. I, I really liked the yeah. idea, which I think is where I've got my values from in terms of this sort of the ideologies around Christmas, because my dad is 
is yeah. like good like this. Um, yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I'd love to do something like that. Again, one of the principles is about um, not only leading with courage, but contributing to a community. And I've been thinking, you know, at Christmas time, you could hire out a little village hall, get everyone, all the parents to bring the toys they don't want down. You could just be a toy swap. Like that's yeah. the sort of thing that you do. Um, <coughs> not, I've not seen anything like that around where I live. But, you know, like, because the other week I got a, this ice cream toy, like an ice cream stall toy out of the loft that the kids haven't had for a year. It was like a brand new toy. They'd forgotten all about it. So circular economy, you could be swapping toys with people and they don't know the difference, you know. Man, I went to a toy, sh- toy swap, picked up a bike. <laughs> Absolute win. Should have seen it. It's a, it's a belter, yeah? Don't have to buy Hugo yeah. a bike now. I took five items That's of clothing, some... mate, and came out with a bike. <laughs> I think it was need... a kid's bike. It wasn't like oh, yeah, a little kid's someone's bike, bike from, yeah. some adult bike from outside. <laughs> no. Typical no, Salford blow. I do like I do like the swap the swap idea is great, you know, and and that allows for people who maybe aren't as financially stable as other families to you know go and pick up some probably really really cool stuff that yeah yeah. Well, we put some stuff on Facebook Marketplace. A guy came and collected it the night. He said, "I've I've got a few presents for our eldest, but the younger ones like one or two doesn't really get it. So we're just going to give her a couple of things off Marketplace." And there's no there's no shame in that, you know. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the commercial machine is going to drive forward, and it's never going to change. It's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah. It's and funny you mentioned the word do. shame there, you know, because yeah. it, as you say, the commercial market machine it it probably is making f- people feel shameful that they can't spoil the children. You know what I mean? Because there's that much stuff. You think about the adverts, and it's awful, isn't it? It's really bad. Yeah. And I, I do recall times growing up where maybe I've been on both sides of this, where some friends would have got barely anything at Christmas. Like, oh, what did you get for Christmas? And be like, uh, you know, nothing. really. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you, and you're almost, I don't know, as a young, unaware teenager, you might look down on them a bit. As, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Like we, we did have, Bad thought, not bad thoughts. What am I? Tr- what, how am I trying to say it? You'd you'd think less of those people. You'd look down on them a little bit, like yeah. they're poor. Or, and then on the flip side, I knew people who were so spoiled, and you'd be envious of them. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I became aware quite young of of all the waste and stuff. But I think a lot of people probably you carry that throughout your whole life. You carry that judgment of people. Yeah. You know, that what they have is what you judge them on. And uh, and yeah, and that shame drives people to max out credit cards or whatever. You know, some people can't even put the heating on right now. Yeah, but the kids probably get a new iPhone for Christmas. Yeah, that should be the thing this year. Everyone should just give each other money. <laughs> I'll happily accept anybody's money. Yeah. I'll um, yeah, I'll pay for your heating for the next month. Yeah. Hugo, you got nothing oh, this year. Da- Daddy's still got Daddy's still got all your money to pay for his heating bill. Yeah, you've got a warm house though. Be grateful. <laughs> um, so I think yeah, we've touched on gluttony. We've touched on the commercial machine. Um, what about the fancy of Father Christmas, like for a child? Do you think? Do you think that's like? 
Well, how old were you when you realised that Santa wasn't real? You know what? I can't. I can't actually remember. I, can't, I couldn't give you an age. I, I think it was pretty early because I, I have older cousins and we're quite a straight to the point yeah. type of family. You know, yeah. Um, don't suffer fools, really. I, I'm not a big fan of it. You know, it's such a difficult one. I speak to Meredith about this all the time because. She's tried to get me to go to these Santa's Grotto, sit Hugo on this guy's knee. And I'm just like, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not happening. I don't want to go. Hugo doesn't want to go yet because he doesn't even know who this man is in the big red suit. Yeah, neither do you. Oh, I know. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's a tough subject. subject. It's a tough yeah. subject. I mean, are we overthinking this? Because you know, my missus always says you, you overthink these things. But is there a is there an argument for feeding them these fantasies like Father Christmas, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, that when they realise you know around seven that it's all bullshit, that they sort of just become a bit more suspicious of their parents and like everything they say to them, like. I don't know if that's just a. a I'd love to know why it was invented in the first place. You know, like why? Why was Santa Claus invented? Who who invented him? Have you ever looked that up? After Wikipedia, it mate. That should have been done. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, if it was Joe Rogan, I'd pull it up on the screen. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I think that's, yeah, I, that's I, a, who knows. It's, it's a tough subject, and I don't think we can give any conclusions <laughs> to as to how you should. What do you judge. reckon, though? Do you reckon that as you grow up and your, your parents feed you all this bullshit, and we do it now with our kids? Like, like I've heard Santa uses a threat in this household this yeah. month. You know, when the kids were behaving, and then when you realise it's all bullshit, does that on the subconscious level impact your trust of your parents or or what parents say? And then you head into teenage years and you become this fucking rebellious thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. Yeah. I don't mean, either that or you're describing your, your early life. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? It's funny because we talk about awareness a lot. And I actually remember when my mum told me Santa wasn't real because we would, I remember exactly where we were on a roundabout near my house. And I was just firing questions at her. Like I've never stopped asking questions about life. I'm like, how does he do this? How does he do that? How does this work? And she just went, he's not real. And <laughs> lost her head. <laughs> broke it down. Man. All right. He's not real. So it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. But um, it is coming. It is coming. Yeah. No. All right. So what about, let, let's bring this back because this is a podcast for men. <laughs> it's about challenging preconceptions, awareness of life. Like As you in it, head into Christmas now, what are you doing to just ensure that you're staying on your game and flying into the new year? I think what you touched on first is a massive message. If you've got two weeks off work, please make the most of that two weeks, you know, because time off work, we are all so overworked, stressed, tired, and time off work is so precious. Don't just spend it filling yourself with food, sweets, alcohol, and just putting yourself in a terrible mindset moving into January. 
I think for me, that would be the biggest message to go out to people. Make the most of it. Spend good quality time with family, friends, you know, kids. And make the most of that time. Get outside. Exercise more. You know, try and get some sort of better routine while you're not having to juggle that on the side of work. It's a great opportunity, is what I would say to them. You can build some real momentum into January. Absolutely. Be excited. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what you're touching on there and the big issue with Christmas is it's general, generally just escapism again. So if I look back at 10 years from now, uh, 10 years ago from now, sorry, I couldn't wait for Christmas because I took two weeks off. I got pissed every day, ate loads of food and it was all just escapism. You know, and I think the, the reason people do that is because they want to escape their normal day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. You're right. Um, it's it's almost um, like that the their normal life isn't as exciting as that Christmas period, yeah, and so they just go absolutely exactly. nuts on that Christmas yeah. period. But and it's hard. It's you know we're in this privileged position of doing our own businesses, but we're doing this because that existence that I've just described is crippling. Yep. You know, so if, if you are so excited to go out with your mates on the smash to escape and just eat and drink so much, it's Christmas. Look at your life, like, is the rest of your existence what you want it to be? And if it's not, how can you fucking change it? Yeah. You know? And, like, for me, going into Christmas now, you know, my old Christmas do that I used to get super excited about with, with the lads, I'll probably pop along for a bit, but I'm not going to have the 20 pints that I used to have and tear up Preston Centre on a Saturday night. Um, I won't even be having a drink this Christmas, you know? I'll just be getting out, running, spending time with the kids. Yeah, and uh, I actually, in some ways, Christmas annoys me because everyone stops, and that's it's good to have a break. But uh, you know, business stops, everything stops. Yeah, but if you're getting after it, then you want to keep going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's a great chance for I'm, personal growth. It's a great chance, it really is, and to knuckle down on the things that you truly value in life. Because I think work, for most people, we are fortunate because we've set up something of value to ourselves that helps us live a lifestyle. Other people, work is a means to an end, you know, and that's okay. But use this opportunity off work to do the things you value in life and even look yeah. look at the things you value, you know, be productive with it. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I was going to touch on whether you what you think of New Year's resolutions, but I think in next week's podcast, we're going to dive into 2023 our plans, our goals, and how people can come along with us. Yeah. And that's pretty exciting. Definitely. Yeah, we can touch on that there, I think. But yeah, I think we'll wrap up this moaning about Christmas episodes. Scrooge. <laughs> like like <laughs> right Scrooge. Goes to Christmas past and Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> the Scrooge oh. podcast. What's funny is that I think just knowing our audience, I think I can just see loads of people on their walk or driving along, just nodding along. Yeah. Like, yeah, fucking presents. But I think the big one is look after yourself over Christmas. Yeah. Keep, you know, if, it's great that so many people have been tagging us in stuff and sending us DMs about the walking, not drinking, exercising, thinking more. Keep it going over Christmas. Don't just let it all go to shit because it'd be harder to climb out of it in Jan. Absolutely. On that note, 
Uh, we'll catch you next week. Make sure you definitely tune in for next week's episode. You can hear about how you can join us in 2023 to pursue your greatness and, and get after it. So, uh, yeah, until next week, say. Cheers, bro.